Blog Talk Radio. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. to have personal responsibility, political accountability, and corporate culpability. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. We must eliminate poverty. I don't care what color the person or child Your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Hillary Winfield, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, Hillary. How are you doing this morning, Queen? Thank you for Ride with me on this good morning. We got beautiful weather down in the ATL. What it looked like up in your area, Queen. Again, thanks for being with us. Uh, good morning, Montoya. Thanks for having me again. Uh, it's humid up here. <laughs> oh, yeah, good and hot. That's how we like it, though, right? Yeah. Melanated. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's just all right for you. Okay. Hi. Well, see, I'm going to raise down here in the 30. Oh, okay, it rained. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah I can understand that. Yeah, nasty. <laughs> I got you, I got you. Yeah, we yeah, we got the bright sun out here, so yeah, looking forward to a beautiful day. But hey, right now we, we in the saddle for the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. If you are a first time listener, uh we are a a talk show that welcomes all opinions, so hopefully we will get a lot of calls on this morning's discussion question. And before uh-oh, got a little background noise. I don't know if that's me. Okay, that we good. Actually, I'm getting feedback. Are you getting that feedback real quick? Um, No, I don't hear it. Okay, it may just be background. on my end. Okay. Okay, good. Well, I just want to make sure the listeners are getting, not getting that feedback. All right, well, we should be good. Well, this morning, to get kick off this morning's discussion, um, which is Jay-Z's deal with the NFL, a step forward or a slap in Cap's face. Jay-Z's deal with the NFL, a step forward or a slap in Cap's face. Well, clearly, clearly that's been the buzz for all of social media this week from what I can tell. And um, if you know, Hillary, quite often we don't always jump on the hot-button topic 
And I've always said whenever we do so, it's only when, in a sense, we can provide a perspective that maybe we're not hearing in the mainstream media. And so at, at that time, we will consider, you know, jumping on the hot topic as well. So I know for you, you're, you're pretty, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think you're pretty tired of these even becoming issues when it comes to what the latest celebrity has done. You know, I think you were on my, I remember you were on the show where we said, you know, do we expect too much of celebrities? And we kind of a classic show and you were consistent that damn right we expect too much. Look in the mirror. What are we doing? Why are we worried about them so much? And so I'd be it, I would be surprised if your takes any different <laughs> since that classic show. But thank you for riding with me anyway. And as I told you when I asked you, you know, hey, come on the show, I say, well, we probably got a different perspective on it because again, you tired of any celebrity moving the needle when it comes to our community, from what I understand. But again, I definitely wanted to hear your thoughts. But before I even jumped into your thoughts, I wanted to play a quick cut. This is a reminder of what, to a certain extent, started all of this. So I'm going to play this quick cut, and we're going to come back, and I want to hear your thoughts coming out of this, Hillary, um, in reference to this yep. quick cut, just to remind people when this all started. All right, bear with me, everybody. Listen to this cut real quick. This should be a reminder for anybody out there listening. Yes, uh, I'll continue to sit. I'm going to continue to stand with the people that are being oppressed. Uh, to me, this is something that has to change. And when there's significant change, and I feel like that flag represents what it's supposed to represent, and this country is representing people the way that it's supposed to, I'll stand. There's a lot of things that need to change. Uh, one, one specifically is police brutality. There's people being murdered unjustly and not being held accountable. Cops are getting paid leave for killing people. That's not right. That's not right by anyone's standard. Colin, so many people see the flag as kind of a symbol of military. How do you view it, and, and what do you say to those people? Uh, you know, I have great respect for men and women that have fought for this country. I have family. I have friends that have gone and fought for this country. And they fight for freedom. They fight for the people. They fight for liberty and justice for everyone. And that's not happening. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Hillary Winfield. So if you will, Hillary, that's where it all started. Maybe a, a preseason game, Colin Kaepernick had been kneeling for maybe a couple of games, and then the media finally took notice, and that's where, where it was. So here we are today discussing Jay-Z's deal with the NFL, a step forward or a slap in Cap's face, and I thought it was only right that we start from the very beginning, but again, any thoughts before we go to our first official break? Again, I wanted to play that cut just to give the backdrop. Again, I thought it was right to start this morning's discussion, but again, any thoughts on the question itself or even hearing that cut that started it all again? Either one is fine, Queen. Thank you for being with me again. Uh, yeah, well, I am tired of uh, celebrities, you know, being expected or even, you know, uh, you know, trying to move the needle, or not celebrities trying to move the needle, but we're, I think our expectations are unrealistic sometimes. Um, and I don't think it's a slap in Cap's face, you know, given who it is, um, because, you know, both things could be true. He can have been supportive of Kaepernick and be about his money, which he clearly is. 
Nah, fair enough, fair enough. So you say, hey, it's both. It's a, now let me ask you this. When, when I, I will tell you when I say a step forward, um, so I don't necessarily know if I consider that part specifically about his money. And, again, I don't necessarily disagree with you in reference to, in a sense, how Jay-Z, you know, chooses to, in a sense, obtain his money as a as a capitalist per se. Um, when I think of step forward, um, I'm obviously referencing that from that very starting point that we just heard, again, the first time we ever heard Colin in the public, once te- you know, taking his stance and getting noticed. Um, do you see it as a, okay, I see you say it's not a slap in his face, but do you see it as some type of step forward um, from your perspective at all? Just just kind of wondering. No, I mean, if whoever the NFL hires, is, if it's not Kaepernick, it's not a step forward as, in terms of what Kaepernick was trying to do. Um, so it doesn't matter if they hire Jay-Z or whoever they're going to hire, but somebody that's going to basically be, um, you know, in charge of music or entertainment, that's not a solution to what Cap was trying to do. But it's not okay, Jay-Z, I respect. you know, he's got bags, but that's all that is. That's, that's, all, it, that's all it is. Is Jay Z getting the no, bag, definitely. which I don't necessarily have a problem with. Um, but whatever they were doing that does not involve cat playing was not a solution to that issue. Okay, I respect that. I will say something. One thing I saw um, was the idea that that really is Jay Z getting a bag, as you're saying, but it's being, in a sense, disguised as some type of initiative to help with cat's issue. Um, in reference to, for example, the change initiative is a part of this. And we'll hear some cuts that reference that. We actually got a caller that wants to get in as well. Uh, we're going to go to our first break. And for anybody out there listening on the phone lines, the number that you have to press one to let us know you want to speak. If you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. As we said from the beginning, we do welcome all of your opinions this morning. We want to hear from you. Again, that number is 646 one six nine one. Make sure you press one to let us know you want to speak. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Did you know that 53% of violent crimes against individuals occur between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m.? That's over half during the daylight hours. What would you do if someone threatens you with a weapon? Don't get caught unprepared. Call your personal safety experts, B-Temps, for their street smart training. If you're a business owner, did you know that businesses are losing over $36 billion annually because their employees are victimized by violence? And over 80% of the violence takes place in parking lots and garages. In many instances, the perpetrator could have easily been warded off with B-Temps street smart training. So whether you're a small private group or a large business, B-Temps offers a personal safety program to fit your needs. Contact them directly at 770-643-1286. Again, that number is 770-643-1286. Or visit their website at b-champsllc.com. The league has announced that it is partnering with Jay-Z's Rock Nation to lead the NFL's endeavors in music and entertainment. 
As part of the agreement, Rock Nation will advise on the selection of artists for key events, including the Super Bowl. This got a lot of attention yesterday on social media and beyond. Let me get some more specifics for you here. The deal calls for Rock Nation, which will also reach out to artists who are not attached to the company, to consult and collaborate on the production, promotion, and marketing of live music events. A Pro Bowl and live visual album may also be produced. It's a partnership that serves as a commitment from both parties to amplify the league's Inspire Change initiative. And so we are delighted to welcome Jalen Rose into the conversation. Good morning. morning. How are you, Jake? Good. How are you? Uh, and I, I was really interested to hear your, I know how well you know Jay-Z and, and all of that. What was your take when you saw this news, which came as a, surpri a pleasant surprise to me yesterday? And shout to Rock Nation. I know Victor Cruz will echo the same thing. Good morning, family and brother. It's a standing ovation and a full embrace to the hip-hop culture, first and foremost. And for those that heard the lyric, Jay-Z saying that he was going to overcharge people for what they did to the Cold Crush, it's actually happening. So standing ovation, <laughs> hip-hop. What does this mean for the hip-hop? What does this mean for the NFL? I'm sorry. That the shield for the last few years has not been bulletproof. People have been taking shots at it, whether it's about concussions or opioids, domestic violence, race relations, and even the office highest in the country, let's just say that, taking shots at the NFL. So now, why does this partnership with Rock Nation, and it's not sports, it's Rock Nation, mean so much to the NFL, it creates a level of validity, um, a, a level of credibility. And it's not an apology, and it's not an admission of guilt for the NFL to be doing this, in particular on, on, an owner like Robert Kraft, who was influential in trying to get Jay-Z with Roger Goodell, who they're both going to meet and sit down today for the world to see. Welcome back to the Myth of Dialogue talk show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest Hillary Winfield. This morning's discussion question, Jay-Z's deal with the NFL, a step forward or a slap in Cap's face? As we hear Jalen Rose give his take on this partnership. And I will say, Hillary, and we'll get to the caller after you, uh, that if you hear what Jalen Rose is saying, there are some people this week who have kind of been proposing the idea that, Jay-Z really is, in a sense, a cover for some of the PR hit that the NFL is taking. And, again, it's used under the skies of some type of social initiative. Uh, and so that is people's concern. Like, is he serving in that role? And ultimately, um, again, for anybody out there listening, I will warn you, for this morning's show, whatever side you own, we're going to have takes that are going to take it on both sides. So we're not choosing a side as much as we are dialoguing about the different sides. So I do want to say that as well. But, Hillary, any takes? Have you seen any of that? Or how do you feel for people who feel like Jay-Z may, in a sense, be playing a role to kind of cover up for the PR hits? And again, that's my way of putting putting it. But people have spoke to it, uh, it, you know, much more forcefully than that from what I've seen on social media. But any thoughts for people that feel that way? Uh, well, the NFL is definitely using Jay-Z to try to paper over the racism that they unleashed on Kaepernick. That's true. And Jay-Z is a mascot to a certain degree, but he's done that before. He did that when he uh, was getting with the Nets, and he allegedly was the owner of that, but then he found out it was less than 1%, and they're saying he's the owner. He's going to be a team owner now, but they said it's going to be a significant um, ownership portion. We'll see. But, yes, he is a mascot, but I don't see him, like, whatever he was doing, 
um, to make a deal with the NFL is for his own benefit, and that's just what it is. But regardless, the NFL might try to play this. And Jay-Z, I mean, I heard him nigga babbling the other day about, you know, he wasn't even saying anything. Like when Charlemagne asked him about it, he was just babbling along. Um, so I hope he doesn't, you know, play into that. Um, but that's definitely what they're going to take this. But whoever they try to make an entertainment deal with was still not a solution to the Kaepernick problem. So they can say whatever they want to say. I mean, don't fall for it. But, yes, that's what they're going to try to do. It doesn't make it true, whatever they're saying. I got you. Let me let me give one part of the thing that I found with the change initiative, just for people who are not familiar with it. Um, the change initiative, again, is a part of this deal, uh, which the owners, from what I understand, at least from what I can find, they've committed about $89 million uh, of their money to any of the pe- players' initiatives. And so I guess that's where people are looking for um, aspects of whatever the, the players themselves are choosing to support. And if it so happens to be, you know, I guess some of these initiatives that are Kaepernick or Eric Reed, who's, who's you know, closely associated with or linked to um, Kaepernick because he kind of stuck by me the entire time. So that's where I hear some people saying wait and see because obviously the deal was just struck. And so it's an idea of looking at these, you know, these, these additional monies and see if it in fact actually goes and helps some of the very same people that Ka- Ka- um, Kaepernick kneeled down for. Let's go ahead and go to our first callers. For the first, for the callers that are out there listening, if you want to get in on this morning's discussion, you will need to press one. All right, let's go to two five six last three four seven nine. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Hey man, you know me already. It's uh, Mike Sutler from Huntsville, Alabama. You also know me as uh, you know owner of SC Capital Management. This is one of our smartest yeah. listeners uh, in, in our entire <laughs> of, of all the listeners that listen regularly. So absolutely, King, we're gonna we go we're gonna chop it up. We want to hear your thoughts. I actually, as I told you, I followed some of your thoughts on this this um, this week, and you had a, a perspective about, in a sense, the from what I remember. Again, I know I'm kind of jumping in on you, but I definitely want this brought to the table. Uh, the perspective of how people were looking at Jay Z in particular. And I know that was something that I, I definitely ask you if you would bring it to the table this morning. So um, I may have, I want to steal your air, but I definitely want that to be a part of this discussion. Thanks a lot for calling in, King. No, no, thanks for having the discussion because honestly, honestly, <laughs> when I saw the news break, you know, yeah, I was a little surprised, you know, that the NFL was partnering with Jay Z, but. What was more shocking to me, because I just saw the headline and kept it moving. What was more shocking to me as I got reengaged with social media, I looked at the vitriol from – and it started kind of a top-down thing because I saw Jamil Hill. I saw articles from uh, Very Smart Brothers. A lot of sites, a lot of reputable names blasting this as, oh, this is terrible. This is – you know, you're ruining – Colin Kaepernick's le- uh, legacy in. And I went, wait, 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 wait. What just happened? Because what I read as a headline and what I was seeing as the, you know, hot take on it. And then granted, you know, hot takes tend to do that. Ten- hot take tends to be, in my opinion, to be rather emotional, rather short-sighted. But the one thing that I saw, like, the most out of it was that 
most of the takes that aired initially were very negative. And I thought to myself, I said, why? And so it, this really started me to digging because I had a bunch of questions because when it brought up the whole idea of ruining Colin Kaepernick's legacy, I went, wait, 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 wait. Did you guys not understand how we cheered and were so excited last September when Nike did the kind of surprise, you know, and put Colin Kaepernick as the face of the 30th anniversary Just Do It campaign? I know people had issues with that, but that seemed like I, there was a lot of solidarity there, at least at first. And then mm-hmm. earlier this year, Kaepernick and Eric Reed, who was also one of the dissenters, settled with the NFL in court. That, to me, was kind of a pivotal thing because I know in business, when I settle with another party, that means whatever issue we had, whatever grievance, we're stopping. But I do remember at the same time that there were a lot of people then who were calling Colin Kaepernick a sellout. And keep that word in mind because that is the same word that has been used with Jay-Z. So how is it that singular black figures turn out to be the sellout or, as I just heard, the mascot or this entity that takes our, you know, our ire? You know, I heard people yesterday talking about, oh, Jay-Z doesn't have character or doesn't have integrity. Are we – is this a political movement? Is this a – you know, is this a – we we talk about character assassination from other people, but what just happened is my question. What I surmise, and this again is just my conjecture, is that in both cases, but especially now because of the capitalist extent of it, like people – I hear people saying, get in the bag, get in the bag, getting money with an enemy, which is the NFL. Our community and the NFL do not have good ties. But when it comes to money, it seems like there's this dissonant opinion that, oh, he's a sellout when money is involved. Because in both cases, when money was involved, that's when the word mm-hmm. sellout became. But what I found out. was, yeah, what I what I found, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap this up. Our community, to me, doesn't seem to have any say in what goes on doesn't seem to have any power or influence as we would want, and we're not getting our expectations met. That was that seems to be the pivotal thing because it didn't – this isn't about Kaepernick per se, his legacy. Most of the people griping don't really care. A lot of them don't even intently watch football or realize that there are 70 percent, which is like 1,200 players, are African-American. Right. One of the dissenters, again, was Eric Reed, who is playing under a $27 million contract with the Panthers. Right. How do we get these two individuals, one in particular, who has done something that may, despite all the negative stuff, may actually end up being a positive? And how is it that we can't see that? Hey, it was obvious question. in milliseconds to me. It was obvious, it was obvious in milliseconds. 
No, absolutely. I, I, again, I wanted you to bring that entire perspective, so I'm, I appreciate it. I'm actually, I want Hillary, um, again, just to be the first to kind of respond. Um, it's her first time hearing it as, again, I watched you lay a lot of this out as I was following you on social media. So, Hillary, as Michael brings a, a lot of, in my opinion, brilliant points to the table, and his question is, you know, how, we, you know, I guess I've understand it, you know, how did we get here or how is this happening? Uh, I, I definitely think. Uh, Queen, I definitely want to hear your take on it because, again, I bring you to the table because you have your own unique and beautiful perspective as well. So as you listen to Michael, uh, what are your thoughts, Queen? Um, I mean, I think he has some valid points there, uh, but I feel like this is there are multiple things happening here, and we are looking at it like there's one solution, like there's one fix, and it fixes all the problems. So first we had Kaepernick kneeling to protest um, police executing black people and getting away with it. That's the, that's the issue. Because he did that, then the NFL penalized him and blackballed him from the league. That's another problem. And then the league, instead of, one, apologizing to Kaepernick for doing what they did, and, two, letting him play what he wants to do, and, uh, you know, according to his Twitter feed, he's ready to play at any time. That's the solution to that Kaepernick issue. But even that doesn't fix the problem of race soldiers executing black people in the street and getting away with it. So Cap getting a job with the NFL doesn't do anything for me personally or any other black person or the problem with the, uh, you know, police killing black people. But the just thing to do by Kaepernick is to let him play. And then the NFL, instead of doing that, decides they want to hire Jay-Z and try to pretend like that solves their racism problem, which it does not, but I don't have a problem with them, you know, making a deal with Jay-Z. If Jay-Z wants to make a deal with them, that's Jay-Z's business because at the end of the day, whoever they were going to make a deal like that with was not going to fix either the issue with Kaepernick or the police issue. So that's Let me fine. ask you this real so quick, Hillary. Let me ask you Scott, because he because the NFL is or I'm not gonna say he is the mascot, but the league is definitely kind of trying to make him the mascot. Like, look, um, we don't have any racism here. We got Jay Z in here. We're gonna let him own part of the team. He's gonna be doing these social justice <laughs> things, you know, under the auspices of the NFL and all this other stuff. So therefore, there's you know we don't have it. We've dealt with the racism problem. Um, no, you have not. So that's All right, so let me throw this. Let me throw this at you real quick, Hillary. Then we'll get... he is a mascot. If he tries to make, if okay, he tries Hillary, to let me jump in, please. It. Hillary, let me jump in, Queen. You, mm-hmm. you, yeah, you said it. Let me jump in real quick. So here's my question to you, and we have another caller as well, Michael. Let me check with you real quick. Are you able to stay on for a little while? Because I got another cut that I would love to get your take on, or I can let you off and come back on. I just want to check on you before I do that. I'm good for right now. At least, a, at least a good thirty minutes. Okay, perfect, perfect, because the next cut is is a financial one, so I would love to get your take on it. Um, but real quick, Hillary, we'll, and Carla, we'll get to you real quick as well. So my, my question to you is, um, from this perspective, the change initiative, again, I just mentioned what it was, and that's, you know, I, I would consider that a significant amount of money, and I'm not acting like a significant amount of money, as, as you may say, erases racism or whatever in the league. Um, uh, um, you'll hear in a later cut in the next hour, uh, even people, trumpeting the idea that the timing of it is perfect in reference to uh, um, some of the, the insight to some of the 
owners being big Trump supporters. And again, that's not me taking a personal take. It's just some people are use insinuating that that's the timing of it or whatever, which that may be true as well. Uh, here's a question I will pose to you and just want to hear a quick a quick answer from you, Hillary, in this sense. Um, in the sense of, okay, not letting Colin Kaepernick in, but if they are in a sense saying, okay, Kaepernick then brought this issue and said, here's an issue for the country. Um, he didn't bring the issue really to the NFL to fix per se or whatever. He just used the platform to say, here's an issue in the country. And now that same NFL, although they won't let him in, are willing to take some initiatives to support some of their player initiatives. And I'm saying they could sincerely, in my opinion, bring in a Jay-Z. And for what I understand, this deal was Jay-Z wasn't the first person offered the deal. Again, we'll hear about that later. Um, but bring in a Jay-Z and says, okay, we are going to at least support what our players care about. As a, as Michael just mentioned, a 70% of them are black. It doesn't mean that every one of them cares about this issue. But in the fact that that is their players, and a lot of them had this issue, while we don't accept that type of action on our platform, we will assist. And so they may just be doing that and getting the PR out of it too, if, if that makes sense. I'm saying both of those, in a sense, could happen. Um, in a sense, yes, we want we want the PR improvement, but we will sincerely support. Is that is that? I'm again, I'm not saying that's what they're doing. I just want to hear what are your thoughts. Is that an aspect that both of those could be true? We want the PR, you know, improvement as well as truly support this initiative. Could they be doing that in your opinion? Um, they're not doing that. I mean, that's not what they're doing. Okay. They, uh, yeah, they are there to just because they had low ratings and all this other stuff. They're trying to they're trying to correct that the consequences of the actions they took. That's okay. what they're trying to correct. Now, if they were still trying to do that and doing the right thing by Kaepernick, I wouldn't. That that would be fine by okay. me. Like, I don't care if they did something out of the deal too. But the solution is you need to do right by Kaepernick, whatever else you do. Like you can still support initiatives. You can do all this. The bottom line, the problem for the NFL, in my opinion, is you didn't do right by Kaepernick. So without, it's like Steely said, like, so you do right by Cap. Like, I'm not watching another down of football. I've not watched football. I respect it. That whole thing went down, and I will not until they do right by Kaepernick. I don't care what they support. You do the right thing by Sounds the good. racist actions your organization took. Nah, it makes sense. We're actually up against the break. All the callers, we're going to play this cut, get Michael's take on this cut, and we'll start getting to the rest of the callers. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. But all I ask is that you think. Square Business Entertainment brings you their latest hit, I Really Want You, by Taylor Page. Take a listen. If you're loving this as much as I am, be sure to go to their YouTube page and subscribe. Search for Square Business Entertainment. They are also rewarding their fans with a new release every 30 days. Here's another one by Taylor Page. Love Can't Define This. Love can define this. Can capture all your sweetness and your kindness. Love can define us. We're crippled and love would only blind us from love. 
But we come back to the reason we can't see this is because they cloak it in Jay-Z and make it seem like it's not just cool, make it seem like it's not just an access avenue for wealth. They make it seem like it's okay. This is the game that Jay-Z has played for corporate wealth all throughout his career, whether you know it or not, from the rapping to the Ace of Spades to the Uber to the NFL to the Brooklyn Nets. That is Jay-Z's role. He is not a businessman. Businessman. What he actually is is a cover for business, man. So what you see is that Jay-Z performs a functional role of making black folks think it's okay to do whatever they're doing. Let's talk about it for a second. 10% of this man's wealth when it came out a month ago was Uber. All I heard was that that makes him a great business guy. And a, a great. What we find out, what we're able to ascertain is that Uber, and I'll let you read the article yourself. I'll pull it up so you can read it um, on your own before tomorrow, is that Uber is nothing more than a payday loan against your car. It is a payday loan against the depreciation in your car. So you count the maintenance, you count the gas, but what you don't count is the, 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 the depreciation of the car itself. But if you add that in, the cost of you pulling out that depreciation is basically a processing fee of driving people around. I'll let you think about that. But that's Jay-Z. He was sold that. See, they didn't give him that interest in Uber just to be giving him that interest in Uber. They didn't have to sell it to him. They gave it to him so he could validate Uber for the rest of people, America, black America, ADOS. They did the same thing with Beyonce. She performed at a concert, and they gave her um, stock in Uber instead. You think they did that because they wanted to do that or that she was smart or something? No, they did that to make y'all think it's okay to drive Uber. And here we are. They done just stole from a whole bunch of Americans because that's what it is. So we look at the Ace of Spades, cheap liquor, cheap grapes. I'm going to pull that article up so you can look at it. I'm going to do a final version even of this video where I drop articles in so you can see it. You look at it's, it's basically cheap table grapes. The only thing that makes it worth more than that is black folks believe in Jay-Z. So we have this magical belief in Jay-Z, and that's why black folks are struggling, because, and that's why black folks don't get what black business should look like versus what it is. What black business should be doing is bringing lawsuits to uh, the Supreme Court, such as Byron Allen and Entertainment Studios is doing, that challenge the boundaries of laws that are on the books for the sentence of slaves. Nobody in the room with Jay-Z, with Charlemagne, I, I, don't, I don't even know about this night school guy y'all keep bringing up, but nobody in the room knew to tell Jay-Z, well, what you need to do is write a supportive brief for Byron Allen because he's suing over the charter Comcast lawsuit um, using slave laws. It would have shut the room down. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Hillary Winfield. This morning's discussion question, Jay-Z's deal with the NFL, a step forward or a slap in Cap's face as you hear a fiery cut from Tone Talks. Uh, love following that brother. It was his perspective. He always goes in depth, uh, as you can hear from the financial standpoint. I'm fortunate enough to have uh, uh, Michael Sutler still on the line with us. Um, principal at SC Capital, who understands finances very well. So I definitely wanted to get a take from you before we let you ride and let you get back to your morning um, as well on, on what Tone Talks had to say, and we'll get to the other callers after you. Thanks a lot for being with us, King. Oh, oh my goodness. So um, <laughs> that last segment from Tone Talks was absolutely, to me, painful. Mm. And it's painful because I care. 
It's also painful because I'm sure he has a large following. Uh, I'm going to check him out just on GP. But what he just said only reemphasizes it. It kind of confirms my what I had as a theory based on what I saw from social media and a lot of the discussions I was privy to and the ones I actually engaged in yesterday was that our black community does not understand the rules of the game. What game is it? The game is America. It's just like I was hearing with Hillary. I actually agree, you know, with Hillary on the points that the NFL did not do right by Kaepernick. But here is the reality. The NFL as a business does not have to do right by Kaepernick. There is no law on the book that says, hey, you have to treat this person a certain way such that if there's a grievance file that you have to make it right. It's one of those things I try to – the word I use is conflation. We tend to take many different – because we have a lot of issues. Being here 400 years and disadvantaged most of that time up until maybe, maybe the last 50 years leaves lots of scars some of which will probably not be in at least a foreseeable future, healed. But that does not excuse us from not understanding what the environment we're in and how to get advantage, because America is about advantage. It's not about equality. We did that. If you want equality in America, you must take it. How do you take it? Look around. It's funny that people like – I guess Tone Talks was talking about how, oh, man, they gave Jay-Z this. Oh, he's smart because of this. If you see advantage in America, you take it. Now, granted, there are some ethical bounds that need to, be, that need to happen, but if you apply even the – even a modicum of – I guess you say ethics to what just happened – I don't see Jay-Z or anybody else, or again, I'm bringing back up Colin, Colin Kaepernick's settlement, the fact that he decided to, for whatever reason, drop it. None of these issues really go back to what the real issue in our community is, which, like you say, is police brutality. It's honestly, even at a higher level, it's systematic, prevalent culture of racism. Yes, that is here. No, it ain't going away. Why? There's no incentive. There's no incentive for the NFL to do anything you want. You can turn your TVs off. Guess what? 60%, maybe 70% of their viewers, people that buy their merchandise, don't look like us. Now, that's ironic because the players, like we just talked about, are mm-hmm. look a lot like us. You see? But before there was Colin Kaepernick, before there was Colin Kaepernick, there was an issue of lack of ownership. Absolutely. That's one of the things. That that came way before. And that's in a lot of – I mean, they talk about the Brooklyn Nets and how little Jay-Z owns. That should tell you something. Even in a sport, basketball, another sport dominated by black athletes and no black ownership. But we're not talking the game of ownership because we don't know how. Ownership in Uber, there's nothing wrong with that. Ownership in anything in America that gains value – because guess what? Money talks. The guy at Tone Talks was talking about how black business should run. 
it should run in such a way that it gives us leverage, not his ideals or fancies. I mean, when I started my business as a business owner, I had a fanciful idea of how it should run. It did not work. Yeah, like I remember. That. Yeah, I'll never forget. You had to add a zero to function. <laughs> yes. You have to add a zero just to function and nobody was giving me zeros. You have to take it. And you have to have people not everybody needs that take it acquisitive mindset, but you have to let the ones in our community run that do. And you need yeah, to what you're saying right now, and I'm going to make room because you've been saying a lot of excellent stuff, but the thing I want to kind of just reiterate what you just said, and you've heard me say it a million times, is we have to make room for everybody, uh, room for everybody in the perspective of them t- doing what they can do. I mean, I think, Hillary, you said it you know, from the very beginning, you don't have an issue with um, Jay-Z, no matter what you want to call it, whether it's getting a bag or whatever. Um, as, as, as the show goes on and we break down some more cuts, at the end of the day, I'll even look at it as even if you choose not to respect that he that he's moving sincerely. And I think he has uh, personally. I think he has enough of a track record to think that he's moving. You know, obviously to get the money and sincerely about the initiative. Again, that's my perspective. You don't have to agree with it, but I would just say in his sincerity, he's just working in the area that he works best in, obviously entertainment. And he kind of mentions that, and you'll hear some of him saying some of that as well in the reference just to. Um, you know, everybody kind of doing their little bit and that he do he does see this as an extension of what Colin initially um, pr- proposed, again, which was to bring attention to police brutality. And I think the conversation has continued based on Colin taking a knee. So I, I personally think I do see it as some extension of that. And again, I'm very willing to see, you know, where the initiative goes with for example, a Jay-Z in the room. So I think you're saying a lot of that. Michael, I'm going to take up much more of your time. I'm going to go ahead and get to the other callers. You've been brilliant. Thank you for, for you know, meeting my request to call in because, again, I love perspectives, and I, I welcome it um, as well. Let's get to another caller. Thank you, King, for coming on this morning. I appreciate it for having Thank you. All right, absolutely. You can get back in if you you know if you got time, just call back. And we'll not call back in, but just hit come off the one and come back on it if you decide to get back in later. All right, let's get to our next caller. Area code six seven eight last three zero two um, last three two four three. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Good morning, King. What's going on? It's Jason Warner. Um, <laughs> hey, what's going I, on? I another it. another brilliant truth seeker out there listening. What you got for us this morning, King? I, I love this cu- discussion. I have not um, watched the NFL uh, since uh, for the past three. Um, I love this. I honestly love this move. And a lot of people don't like it, don't think it's a slap in the face or what have you. I'm going to take the perspective, and um, I, I like to do my research. So I, I worked, I've actually worked with the NFL for a very long time and a number of players starting nonprofits for them. And talking to a lot of the guys, the Players Association, former players and different things like that, one of the things that continue to stand out is Cap never asks for anything. Um, and we, we, we say he asked for anything, but he never specifically asked for anything. He said he wanted to draw attention. In his first few interviews, they asked him, what does that look like? He said he didn't know. Almost a year later, that's when he started his foundation, saying he will support other organizations. And he never asked for anything. So what I love about MOVE is he is saying Cap took a knee 
bring attention to. Now we're at the place after we brought attention to, let's move forward and do something about it. And, you know, we get mad when people are going to do something about it. Everybody didn't like Malcolm's way of doing something about it. Everyone didn't like Martin's way of doing something about it. But it seems like in our community, every time somebody is actually going to do something about it, we find all these ways to chop him or her down and saying, well, they should have done it this way. They should have done it that way. And they got to make this person whole. And why didn't they do this? And why didn't they do that? Versus actually seeing what the outcomes are before we kill it down. And we wonder why more and more people don't do anything about quote unquote it because their name is drugged through, their family is drugged through, their intentions are drugged through. And it, it's, it, we never get any progress until you're cut, the cut with tone. I agree with, uh, I think you said his name is Michael. Business yeah, Michael. Business. Uh-huh. business is business. Black business, white business, Asian business is business, and all they're doing is trying to get a competitive advantage to grow. So we have to get this mindset of black business. We have businesses, period, point blank. And if we can't change that mindset, we will never grow because no Asian person say this is Asian business. They say it's business and we have to capitalize on the opportunity in the market that's presenting ourselves. We don't understand business. And until we do, we will be continued to stuck in this cycle because we own and control nothing. Jay-Z is in a point where he has leverage in the NFL because he doesn't need them. Financially, he does not need them to grow. And we have to shift the dial to understand we have to get in the position where we don't, quote, unquote, need organizations to be able to have a seat at the table to leverage. He's using his leverage because he is financially stable on his own. Now, if the players decided, hey, you know what, all 70% of these black players in the NFL decided we're not going anywhere, we're going to rent out HBCU stadiums and play there, that's when the NFL falls. But that still doesn't change anything about police brutality because the, the NFL cannot control police brutality. I stopped watching it because they told Cap, we're not even we, – we, we are mad at you for kneeling. That's why I stopped not just watching. It had nothing to do with police brutality. Right. Uh, fair enough. We're actually up against a break. Um, are you able to stay on after the break at all? Um, great points. I wanted to hear yeah. Hillary's response to your um, – okay, cool. I'll keep you on as well. So we'll go to a quick break, and we'll come back. We'll get Hillary's response to um, our two seekers, Jason, calling in. If you want to get in, you have to press 1 if you're on the line. If you want to call in, the numbers to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, you'll need to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Ephraim's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases, and for sales, his no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Ephraim Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. Everyone knows what the issue is, <laughs> and we're done with that. We, 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 everyone knows what the issue is. You know what the issue is? You know why we were kneeling? 
Okay. Do you know the issue? Yeah. yeah. Do you know the issue? Yes? We all know the issue now. Okay, next. Where are we moving on next? And I'm not, again, so to be clear, for the room, I'm not minimizing that part of it because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. But now we all know what's going on. What are we going to do? How are we going to stop? Because the kneeling was not about a job. It was about injustice. Let me bring attention to injustice. Everyone's saying, how are you going forward and Cap doesn't have a job? This wasn't about him having a job. Right? That became part of it. That became part of the discussion. He was kneeling um, to bring attention to injustice. We know what it is. Now, how do we address that injustice? And to go to Jay's point, uh, we listened to our players. We understood what our players were saying, and we created a platform of which to help drive change in communities that Colin has raised and that other players have raised. And this, is, this, this partnership, in addition to the entertainment aspect and bringing football and music together, is going to help us make even greater change. And, and we call it protest to progress, right? We need to make progress as communities. Just having a, a place where we can have these conversations where it's like, oh, things are going on wrong in the country. You know, people are dying in these neighborhoods. Okay, where do we go? Again, I want everyone, everyone, yeah, it's a natural emotion to be upset. But where do we go now? Where are we going to take it? What are we going to do? How do we fix it? And what is, what, what is everyone doing? What does everyone, everyone can speak, like those Twitter people you talk about. Everyone can talk. Ask them what have they done. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Soccer T, special guest co-host, Hillary Winfield. Thank you, Queen, for being with me for this morning's discussion question. Jay-Z's deal with the NFL, a step forward or a slap in Cap's face as we finally hear some words from Jay-Z. Uh, we have a caller on the line. Um, Jason um, King made some made his strong points before the break, and Hillary, I wanted you to kind of you can kind of recall some of the things that King said, if you will, Queen. Just jump in on his thoughts, and we can jump into the Jay Z thoughts, and we'll get a thought from Jason as well before we let him go as well. Go ahead, Queen. Um, well, from what I remember, what the caller was saying, um, you know, Cap didn't ask for anything. Cap wasn't initially asking. Any, well, he wasn't asking anything from the NFL. The NFL can't solve the, uh, you know, systemic racism in this country, obviously, he was just bringing attention to the issue, and the NFL penalized him for doing that. And then what your previous caller, Michael, uh, was saying that, you know, the the NFL is not beholden, you know, to treat any player fairly, and that may be true. However, as uh, consumers of their product, we can the mandate that they do something about this, which has been borne out in the fact that people haven't been watching and their ratings have been suffering and whatever their advertisers, they might be suffering too if you happen to watch football for advertisements, which I never did. But it's up to us to pressure those things. And the thing they're doing with Jay-Z is, you know, whatever that is, but that's not a solution to the issue they had with Kaepernick. The reason they were in hot water with their um, being perceived as being racist, which they are, is because of their treatment for Kaepernick regarding his position on what he was doing to bring attention, just attention, that was it, to the problem of systemic racism and police executing black people legally in this country. That is their problem. This is not a solution to that. This is something different. 
But if you were thinking that Jay-Z or any other person in his position was going to solve that problem, then you might be disappointed. I'm personally not disappointed in what Jay-Z was doing because all Jay-Z's history is evidence that he's there to get the bag. So that's fine. And I don't begrudge any black person. I want all the black people to get all the money they can. So he can do that. That's not a solution to any of the issues that were, you know, existent in this topic before he got there. And if he thinks that he's going to sit there and babble and make us think it is the solution, then I don't really agree with that. I hope he backs up off of that. Um, and if the, that's what the NFL wants to do, they can try to do that. But I don't think that's going to work for them. It shouldn't work for them. I mean, I'm not falling for that, and neither should anybody else. But someone getting a job is not a, does not fix systemic racism. That's not the issue. That's not the solution to that issue. Jason, any thoughts? And I'll let you go. I got other callers as well, but I wanted to give you a chance to respond. So um, I don't don't think that any, again, I agree that no one can, one person can fix systemic racism, but I disagree with the fact that uh, Jay-Z's intentions are solely to secure a bag. Yes, I think everyone should get paid for their work. Um, We shouldn't have folks, again, like Malcolm and Martin having to go and bury themselves and raise money to do that. But if you look at Jay-Z's track record, not in just music, um, since 96, he's had his Sean Carter Foundation where he's been working on education and financial, and, uh, financial, educa- financial education for young people. The other piece, when you talk about over just the last past year, the work that he's done on criminal justice reform, um, the bringing light to the, you know, the, the Browder case and working on different things with Meek Mill um, to get reform. So what they have been doing with making sure there's clean water throughout the world. So I can't say that he has not had a track record. I think people just don't pay attention to that because it's not, it's not, it's not the entertainment hype. But him and his wife have been a long track record of doing social justice issues mm-hmm. behind the scenes. And I, just, I feel like we just never give anyone doing anything if it's not the way we want it to look the benefit of the doubt that they are they are intentional about making change. And this is from folks that work in the industry as far as social justice and getting frustrated because they get no traction because everyone says, well, you can't make any money. You have to do it pure. You have to do everything for free. And if you've been working at 10, 15, 5, what have you, you still haven't proven us anything because nothing changed. We can't change 400 years overnight, but everyone making a, a change and an opportunity to change, and with a platform like a Jay-Z, with a platform like anyone that has that type of celebrity, we can't just bash it out the gate before we get a benefit of the doubt. Like, why, what incentive to move forward if the community that he's trying to help is throwing him under the bus? Why would he or anyone else take that step forward? And I had that conversation, I think, on this show before about mm-hmm. people saying, why don't the Oprahs of the world and the Tyler Perry's of the world, they get mad that Oprah opened a school in Africa. <laughs> it's like, what, what are we going to do? 
Yeah, I mean, I wasn't trying to give the impression that Jay-Z or his wife have never done anything. Like, that's not what I was saying. I'm saying this particular thing is Yeah, let me, let me throw this out real quick. Real, real quick, sorry. I'm going to let you finish. Hillary, I'm going to let you finish. I, I will say, maybe I'm hearing it wrong. I I think I hear Jason just kind of, because he know he's wrapping up, just kind of saying in general to our community, I don't think he's even directing that part at you. Am I right, Jason? I think that just sounded like you were yes, generalizing I, 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 with I'm that. It, yeah, I, yeah. He didn't, I don't think he, just, it's not fair to take that from you, Hillary, because he didn't. Yeah, yeah, you didn't right. say that at all. I, mean, I don't I, think he heard that from you. But, I'm, but you I'm can finish, Hillary, from, but I definitely wanted to kind of jump in and say that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Hillary, though. I'll let you uh, say one last thought, and I'll let Jason go. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, I wasn't trying to give the impression that Jay-Z has never done mm-hmm. anything. I know he, he does. Yeah, we didn't know, hear that from you. What you want to do, which is all you can do. That's what you can do. I'm just saying what this is is not that, because how does mm-hmm. uh, picking the entertainment, you know, that's not a solution to the problem. That's just you picking the entertainment, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with him picking the entertainment. He can do that, and he can make some money too. And I also would agree with, with the caller that um, just because someone is making money does not invalidate the work they're doing because, uh, and also your other caller alluded to this too, when black people, like if it's black people are money together, then all kinds of, you know, defensiveness and things like that come up, like we're not supposed to be around money. We are supposed to be around money. We can we can manage money, we can do all of this, and we're supposed to make money. We are not supposed to be impoverished. So anyone that is doing work, that you should get paid for, even if it's something for justice-related, because that's a lot of hard work, and also it takes money to effectuate these things. So I don't have a problem with people making money and doing the work. You're supposed to do that. Nobody else is out here starving and doing anything, so we're not supposed to starve either. Nah, strong thoughts about yourself, and Jason. I had to let him go. I'm gonna go ahead and get to Brother uh, Piyaki, who's on the line, and we got another caller after that. Um, yeah, the one thing I'll say, I think, I think too. Un- unfortunately, I think you might agree with this, Hillary. Our communities actually beholden because um, Jason brought this up. We're kind of beholden to the Malcolm and Martin um, idea that you know, as he said, unfortunately they had to raise money to bury themselves, and so we've, we, you know, as we hold those two kings in life then where we have this, I think, subconscious um, idea that that's how it's supposed to be done. Like you do, you do all this work to move the community forward, but you're not supposed to make any money while doing it. So I think, think that as much as we love their legacy, I think some of that mindset comes from how they did it. And in retrospect, there are a lot of people that would say, well, that part is what they got wrong, is not having the economic leg to, to do even more. And, again, I'm not – I'm not making that criticism. I've just heard it before, but I do think our community is somewhat beholden to that model for any type of social justice, if you will. Let me go to Brother Pianchi. Hey, Brother Pianchi, got a minute and a half before the break. I can definitely keep you on if I have to, but I'm going to let you go ahead and jump in. Is that you, Brother Pianchi? Oh, actually, I got, I'm sorry. I, I, thought this, I thought this was one of my other callers. I'm sorry. Um, got the the number wrong. Four eight zero last three three one four. Do apologize. What's your name? Give it. Tell us where you're calling from and give us your three cents on this morning's discussion. I do apologize. Hey, this your name wrong. I apologize for that. Uh, that's that's right, brother. This is William Agnew calling from Dallas, Texas. Hey, what's okay? I do. I know. I see the number a million times. I'm just getting mixed up with one of our other callers. All right, right now you got a minute. So I'm gonna give you a minute. Go to break and keep you on. How about that? All right, that's cool. That's cool. I, I, you know, I, I think we have to really focus on. Uh, the influence and the leverage part of it, which I know a lot of people have talked about. And I know this is kind of a different topic, but the parallels are kind of the same. If, if any of you guys are familiar with the, what 
quote unquote the Rich Paul rule that happened last week, right? And <laughs> I think that's a that's a prime example of leverage and influence, right? And Rich Paul and LeBron James and his team using that leverage and that influence to enact change and how the policy and the legislation is actually created to keep us from being successful, right? And <laughs> these mm-hmm. guys, Rich Paul has no has no high school education, but he has all the influence. Basically what's happening is he's being able to influence these guys coming out of high school to instead right. of going to college, instead of going to college, to go do a year of entrepreneurship to understand how to manage that money once they make it to the NBA. And because of that influence and him changing that direction, obviously the corporation, which is the NCAA, is you jumped up and said, hey, we got to change legislation so guys like Rich Paul don't have that influence, right? They don't have mm-hmm. that ability to, to, to change the direction of these guys who are ultimately going to make millions of dollars for us. And so they quickly changed the legislation trying to have guys like him not able to even contact or interact with those guys. And so I use that example because that is a prime example of how powerful so, so LeBron James yeah. goes. He, I he, see it. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's go to the break and let you finish the thought coming okay. out of the break. So okay. bear with me, if you will, King. I'm going to do a quick okay. advertisement for ourselves as we advertise for everyone else. I also want everybody to take notice. Um, Square Business Entertainment is back sponsoring with us, and they have this amazing song that I think applies appropriately to this morning's discussion. So if you will, after you hear the quick break from, I mean, the break, the I'm sorry, the quick advertisement from Mental Dialogue. Tune into this song. It's an excellent song. It's called uh, Flowers. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways. Every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Hey, dog. I mean, it's crazy how it's been like a year since Big Brother died. Yeah, I know. Like, like another black man killed by the police, unarmed. I can't believe they did him like that. I never got the chance to make it right with him. That goes into what he always used to say, right? He used to always be like, appreciate the people that's around you while they're around because you never know. They may not be there, man. Yeah. Hey, what was that handshake he taught us? I'm trying to remember. I think it was. <coughs> yeah, man. Yeah.
Welcome back to the Venture Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with guest co-host Hillary Winfield. As again, we hear an amazing cut by Square Business Entertainment, Taylor Pace's Flowers. Uh, I think it's a very appropriate song, particularly just they dropped it this week. Again, if, you're in it, if you are familiar with us for a long time, you know that they're dropping a new hit record every 30 days, and that's the latest. Uh, I think it's just appropriate timing, not only for our show, but just to even um, even remember um, all those that we've lost in reference to um, Colin Kaepernick's kneeling to honor and respect and bring attention to the fact that we still have that issue. So, again, while this conversation obviously has moved in a direction away from it, in the sense is we labeled it, um, this question, a step forward or a slapping Cap's face, as you clearly see in the first hour, um, it's not necessarily focused on Cap's action, but, again, I want to at least honor that, and I think that song does that very well. We also have on uh, one of our truth seekers, uh, William Agnew, out of Dallas. So, King, if you will, I, I think you were making a great analogy to how leverage and how it works and how it plays a role in what we are, are discussing this morning. So if you could kind of continue your conversation, we are, are, are interested in your three cents, King, because we, we love the, what I call us bring. We never know where the show is going to go, but y'all make this show happen. So go ahead, King, what you got for us? Well, well, again, I was talking about the parallels, and I think you, I think when it comes to, say, a LeBron James and this example and, a, and, a, and what a Jay-Z can do, there are a lot of parallels. Because if you look at what LeBron James actually has done, right, in a mm-hmm. sense, he control, he's controlling the, the upper echelon of talent in the NBA, not because he can in terms of the rules and the regulations, but, but, but because he can empower his team, a guy like Rich Paul, and actually can run and, and make a lot of those decisions through people that he empowers through the leverage that he actually has. So if you understand that concept, right, if you understand the position now, obviously LeBron James gets the back. Right, he's got it over and over and over. He makes a lot of money for the corporation. He makes a lot of money for himself. But you can't knock the leverage and the ability that he has to empower guys to then control how the actual corporation is being ran to the point where the legislation is being changed, right, to minimize <laughs> the influence of what the guys that he empowers can do. So you you really got to understand like the concept and how that works. Right, and you only you only get to that point. You only get to that point when you're able to play the game as a gentleman I think his name was Michael said before. You have to play the game, you have to position yourself as Tupac said, you gotta get your money right before you go to war. You understand what I'm saying? Now that I got my money Absolutely. Right, I'm ready for war. And and and, and it, it's just that's the concept. Like the money is the leverage, the power is the leverage. Without that you can you can wait and be upset and not participate because Cap doesn't have a job, but that doesn't move us forward, right? What moves us forward is playing the game the way the game is structured to be played, and that is through empowerment of of, of being power, being power. Like LeBron, let's go back to LeBron James. He obviously is a conflict of interest for him to actually be a agent, right? Because he plays the game, but what he does is he also right. understands how the game is played on and off the court. Right, so you got to understand that the way he has done is put together a coalition to a sense, right, and empowered people and said, "Hey, my man, I want you to be without a high school education." Right, he met Rich Paul. Rich Paul was sent. I was selling him jerseys, right, out of the trunk of his car. He took this man, he educated this man, right, he empowered this man, and now this man is running. Essentially, their team is running the NBA, right, to the point where the NCAA is going. 
You know what? No, we can't right. have this. We got to change legislation. The so this all type of powerful NCAA that won't give those athletes who they're making millions and billions off of anything exactly. other than a food stipend to go to eat daily exactly. while ex- exploiting them to the fullest. And this exactly. man mm-hmm. has the whole NWCA, now, NCAA training legislation. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Now let, me finish, now, now, let me finish with this. Let me finish with this, King, because you've got to understand the concept. This guy, Darius, I can't remember his last name, but it, 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 it's what it, Rich Paul basically is his agent, right? And I, I saw this mm-hmm. on one of the, the ESPN shows. Basically, this young boy is saying, you know what? I'm not going to college for one year. Because I know I'm going to go to college for one year, and then I'm going to the NBA. So instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep my skills tight. I'm going to play pickup ball, and I'm going to go do this internship over here at New Balance, right? And what, and, and the idea is that I'm going to go understand how this business is ran, how this business is done for a year. Since, since the corporation so says dope. I can't go get money, I can't go get money for a year because that's the legislation, right? So I got right. to go to college for a year, which is a, you know, which is, it's the whole money. It's money behind that anyway. Like, you know what I mean? So, so what they're yep. saying now is, well, I st- I'm still not going to do that. I'm still going to go invest in myself, right, and get my brain right, get my get my get my knowledge, my education right, keep my skills up because I know I'm going to the NBA. I'm six eight, two hundred and fifty, you know, forty five. I'm going to the NBA. <laughs> right. So, you know what I mean? So let me go get this. Absolutely, because you, you know you got because he, he got trainers lined up training him for free. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. So, so he ain't paying. You feel me? So he ain't breaking no laws. Right. He ain't exactly. breaking no reg- regulations. Right. So we got to understand this leverage, and we got to understand how to use our leverage. Understand how to use our power. Understand how to use our influence. Right. To change the legislation so that we own the corporation, and we do that. We do that. We we finesse that. It's finesse. And it takes time, and it's not an overnight thing. And we got to get out of our emotion, and we got to get into our finesse game. And we got to understand how the game is played. We got to educate ourselves, and we got to do what's right for us. Everybody else does it. Every other culture does it. They do what's right for them. We got to begin to do what's right for us, but we got to do that logically and less emotionally. I love Cap. I love what Cap does. Love the sacrifice that Cap made. I respect that. I appreciate that 100%, right? But it is bigger than Cap. It's bigger than cap, personally. It's bigger than cap. And, and let me throw this out while I got you, and I want to hear Healy's thought as well. So, again, I love cap just as well. I, I see all aspects as an extension. I understand, from what I understand, to be fair, um, cap and Eric Reed are not happy about Jay-Z's move, and I'm not saying that that's necessary, but just to, you know, bring, bring, you know make sure that's chucked to the table. Um, Jay-Z's perspective is – you know, you know, for him, that is still an extension, you know, in a sense, based on his ability and, as you say, leverage. And as I'm listening to you, um, I not only do I agree with you, and I love that word for Ness, and I think it is a ultimate reality based on some of the history that Michael brought up, a previous caller. You know, let's not, again, like he said, some of those scars are not going to be fixed overnight, and that is a reality. So while in this position, I do agree the focus has to be on finessing the game that's available to you because there are rules in this game, and if you, mm-hmm. the more you learn them, the more opportunity you have to finesse them. And as you use that word, finesse, it won't always look like what we have learned it looks like. And, again, I think it's being personally too tied to the 
Malcolm and Martin model of what that looks like. And and so, therefore, we struggle with some dissonance on what that looks like. And I'm all – my thinking is we can do it all. Like Tone Talks, I'm a huge fan of Tone Talks. Let me say that. In reference to right. that cut, when Michael responded to it, here's, here's, here's my thought and what I would say to a Tone in this one instance is absolutely love the idea that, you know, you get a Jay-Z to support a Byron – you know, Allen's initiative to the Supreme Court. Again, I think that's something you could encourage, um, but it doesn't preclude us from doing both of those. Like, there's not an either or, and that's the tone I hear in that perspective. Again, Tom Charles is way smarter than this uh, than me on these financial things. So, again, I'm not necessarily trying to compete with him, but I would like for us to have an encompassing that we can do both these things. Everybody doesn't have to do the same thing, and everybody doesn't have to agree as long as there is a subconscious goal that's in mind for our people. And some people won't have that in mind, but for those who do, I don't have to tell them what that looks like for them. I if you know, again, if there's enough of a track record to say, "Hey, we're shooting for the same thing," I'm not knocking them as they do it a different way. It's kind of how my perspective to it all. Um, right. Any, any thoughts right. on what William had to bring to the table? Uh, again, I love these perspectives. For anybody that's just now tuned in, they might not even know we're talking about Jay Z anymore. <laughs> but again, this is what I love uh, <laughs> about uh, about what we're doing. No, no, it, we, it was an amazing analogy. I think it applies wholeheartedly. Um, Hillary, any thoughts on what William had to say this morning? Uh, yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with what he had to say. Um, you know, we definitely got to start finessing things uh, better than we have been doing. We can't be emotional all the time. I agree with that. Um, but, you know, as you saw with the Rich Paul thing, I think they changed it back. But it's like when they see the two finesse something, they're just going to go change the rules. And then, so, I mean, ultimately, obviously, I don't know that we'll even get to this in our lifetime. We got to stop trying to get ahead in their game. We got to make our own game, like finesse our own game, because you get ahead in their game, they'd be like, okay, well, we want to switch this around, and now you've got these other obstacles you got to deal with. But all no, overall, fair enough thoughts. Right. Well, no, well, fair one enough thoughts. Uh, one more thing, Kane. Yeah, go ahead, One King. quick second. I think, like, if you look at what LeBron James was able to do, the Rich Paul rule was something that he actually called it. Right, they didn't call it that. He mm-hmm. called it, and because because yeah, so he, he called it, it that, because mm-hmm. he called because he called it that, they went back the next week and changed the rule, right? Because he had that leverage and that influence in order to do so. So he mm-hmm. deemed it Absolutely. the Rich Paul rule. You know what I mean? And that's uh, that's what that's the finesse. Yeah, he called he it, called it, what, it what it was. Exactly. Yeah. And so we have to certainly be brave enough and bold enough to call things, you know, as they are, which is what he did, and then they went back and fixed it. But, you know, right. even then, like, it's just assume that that's just temporary because they'll try to, you know, the idea is not for us to get ahead. <laughs> so they will always be trying to look for ways. But here's to, the thing. You know, if we're in if, the room, if though, ahead, if we're in the room, Here's the difference. If we're in the room right. and they make that legislation, right. that's the dif- That's the difference. Right. You I can't make that, that legislation without us having representation in the room. That's the difference. We have to be in the room. Well, they when got the a lot of pressure for that because people, when LeBron was bold enough to call it what it was, and then it, it was just obviously true, they felt a little bit of pressure for the. They changed it back. Right, and I'm saying, but Hillary, in my mind, in my mind, Hillary, we gotta go to break again. But what I'll say real quick, Hillary, is in my mind, 
he out finessed them in their own game. So in changing the rule back, that is mm-hmm. out finesse. Because here it is, here it is. When you say their game, I just the world just competes. Like that's that's kind of how I look at it. The world just competes. So I'm not surprised that they're gonna try to change it and try to finesse it back or whatever. But you know him calling it that name again. I know you both get you gave him respect for that as well. But I look at that as him kind of creating his own rules. Like there are that's that's one thing about the hip hop generation. Even in their game, we'll come up with our own rules. Now, will there be a response to that? Absolutely, that's how the game goes. But we should. But again, to focus on and do those things, um, I think are necessary. I think we're at a stage where um, I personally believe it's going to take a lot of finessing, a, a lot of grab, a, a lot of finessing to the extent that we grab enough wealth and we set our generations behind us up to do their own thing versus setting it up at the point that we're at now. That's my long-term look at it. Uh, we yeah, are, I guess, the break. Thank over. you for like, we, we yeah, we're, yeah, we're at the break. Like, let me, let me get your response away. out of the break. Yeah, let me, let you, yeah, let me get okay. your response out of the break. All right, listen to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. All I ask is that you think we'll be right back. Did you know that 53% of violent crimes against individuals occur between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m.? That's over half during the daylight hours. What would you do if someone threatens you with a weapon? Don't get caught unprepared. Call your personal safety experts, B-Temps, for their street smart training. If you're a business owner, did you know that businesses are losing over $36 billion annually because their employees are victimized by violence? And over 80% of the violence takes place in parking lots and garages. In many instances, the perpetrator could have easily been warded off with B-Temps street smart training. So whether you're a small private group or a large business, B-Temps offers a personal safety program to fit your needs. Contact them directly at 770-643-1286. Again, that number is 770-643-1286. Or visit their website at b-champsllc.com. Eric Reed confirmed that Colin Kaepernick, him, and others, their position was never against the NFL until the NFL went about the business of quote-unquote blackballing. Well, where did the blackballing come from? They said, you are affecting our bottom line in a negative context. We need you to alter that a little bit because we don't have anything to do with this. Right. Colin you want us to whiteball you, you, white you, you better get in line. Okay, well, guys. Well, look, time out, time out, time out, time out. You can do all of that, Max. Feel free. I'll give you the floor to do all that. I ain't getting into all of that. What I'm saying to you is this. They came to them and said, you're affecting our money. Now, if you had a problem with the National Football League initially, I got nothing to say. The problem was Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick said their issue wasn't with the NFL. So if your issue wasn't with the NFL, but the NFL is saying they're suffering because of your actions and you're employed by them, you're ostensibly saying your employer who employs you, who, knew, who, who, who you need to pay you, is saying you're affecting their bottom line. And in essence, you're saying, bump you. I don't give a damn about your bottom line. I'm going to do what I want to do while I'm in your league with my hand out for your money. Now, that's not the real world. The real world doesn't, uh, the real world is not going to accept you doing that. And that's the reality that we all have to face. There's a lot of things, Mac, you want to say, I want to say, et cetera. 
Well, we're on ESPN's airwaves. These are not Stephen A. Smith's airwaves. These are not Max Kellerman's airwaves. These are ESPN's airwaves. And damn it, if they sit up there and say, yo, you affecting our bottom line, us, Walt Disney, etc., we need to have a conversation about this. If you're Stephen smart, a. you need to have a damn conversation. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue <laughs> Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Hillary Winfield. This morning's discussion question, Jay-Z's deal with the NFL, a step forward or a slap in Cap's face, as we just hear the <laughs> well-known Stephen A. Smith giving a rant um, in reference to this. And no, to no surprise, um, Stephen A. kind of sides. In a sense, some people look at maybe that may look at that rant or that portion that he's in siding with the corporation. Um, I think he makes a lot of sense personally. Uh, I think he gets labeled by some people different names. Hillary, you know how I feel about the labeling labeling of one another. I love I love us too much to label anybody with any negative names. It's just not my style. And uh, in, in this one instance. Um, I hear exactly what he's saying. I think is actually reiterating some of the sentiments that some of our callers have have even mentioned, just from the st- standpoint of this is the real world. This is how the game is played. Um, but any thoughts on uh, what Stephen A. had to say? Because I think it is a reminder that, as we've mentioned already, cap kneeling was to bring attention. It wasn't anything directed at the NFL, and you know and. So Stephen A. saying, hey, when they say, hey, you can't do that on our platform, you got to have a conversation. And, you know, obviously we kind of talked about it as well. But, again, I think he makes some good points in reference to how we're even looking at this Jay-Z thing when Jay-Z comes in and says himself. It wasn't about that at first. And so it's not about Cap getting a job when he says that. And so I hear Stephen A. kind of reiterating that sentiment in his own way. Any thoughts from you, Queen? Um, you know, well, you might not like calling people names, but like LeBron, you got to, you know, be bold and call things what they are so that we can get to the, you know. <laughs> stop I'm stop, not stopping you, know, you Queen. Right. I don't like it, though, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I, know, I let people I'm spit it how they feel it. I ain't finna knock you. I don't like it, but you do what you do. I right, go ahead. I already hear it coming, so go ahead and call it how you see it, Queen. That's what I got you on the show for. Go ahead, Queen. <laughs> I mean, that's just typical Stephen A. Coon babble, and you know that's just what he's gonna do. Of course, he's gonna sit there and say, you know, oh, well, it's you know ESPN's airways because ESPN has. Uh, Punished him multiple times, so yeah, he probably does have a feeling like, oh, well, this is theirs, and I gotta behave. Be correct. He only got (laughs) punished once. Yeah, it was only once. He had to do the apology after he got up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, he made those comments in light of the Ray Rice thing, and you know they punished him for no reason, and then he came back with a tail between his legs. And he's been yeah, that's the one time. It wasn't several times. Just throwing it out there. But go ahead. I'll go let you finish your thought. I didn't mean to yeah, do that. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't get suspended, but, you know, clearly he had been given a talking to on other occasions. Anyway, now he's there like, oh, this is their stuff. I got to behave. So, you know, fine. He is, he is what he is, which is a coon. Um, but, uh, oh, with the uh, – I wanted to respond to what the other caller had said. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah please oh, do. We got another caller as well, but I'm gonna, I wanted to get your thoughts before I go to the caller. Go ahead. 
Um, oh, actually, um, I probably forgot. Mail might come back to me, so we can we can move on. Okay, no problem. I'm sorry if I interrupted you real quick. To, mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't interrupt you. I do apologize for that. Let's go ahead and see what the next caller. If you're on the phone line and want to get in, you do have to press one to let us know you want to speak. All right. Area code six seven eight last three three zero six. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Good day. This is uh, Tennyson. Thanks for taking my call. You know, <laughs> what business is business. No black business, just business. Uh, this is this is such an unfortunate individualistic individualistic statement from one of your callers because we know the reality. We we know it's not just business, and I think one other thing, and and I think Hillary touched on this. One of the things that's missing from this is that the NFL is saying that their players cannot bring attention to social injustice against our people. And I think that's where a lot of people have a lot of issues as it relates to Gabbard, um, as it relates to Jay-Z. And without a doubt, I share that opinion that Jay-Z is an opportunist. And we know from past events, and we can thank Harry Belafonte for calling out Jay-Z in, I think it was 2012, and Beyonce. Correct. For not doing enough, and for not doing enough for the black community and speaking out against injustice. So whether we, be, whether we want to accept it or not, Jay-Z do it because the money can make out of this, this deal. So here's a, here's a question. I think Hillary said this as well. So here's a question. Um, is it possible that he's one not doing both? Um, and the reference to Harry Belafonte, who I admire and adore, um, and that and back that was the first time I was on the air on another platform at that time, and we ended up having a discussion about that. And I even and just throwing it out there and just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. But even at that time, Jay Z said, I, "I wish you would have had a conversation with me." Um, and you know me, I'm big about dialoguing because in a sense it gets to the nuance. And had they had that dialogue, maybe in a sense he can, maybe Harry Butterfield, they can give in a sense more of direction. And he said, you know, had that conversation versus going public with that. And I definitely hated Jay-Z's response to such an icon, uh, even rapping about it in the song. I wish he wouldn't have done that in return. Um, but given just kind of missing that moment, I wanted to hear your thoughts on, um, in a sense, is is it okay to be an opportunist, opportunist and move things forward? Is that not something that you? Because I I think I see it that way. Am I wrong in seeing that way? In your in your opinion, Tennyson, that is that is that is both. I don't think you're wrong for seeing it that way, but I think we have to make a decision what side we're going to be on. Are we going to be an individualistic person or a collectivistic person? And I think that's where the tug of war we have right now with our our race, our culture is on one side you have the individualistic who is going to do anything that's going to advance their career or advance their money-making scheme. Um, you know, you, you play a, a clip from um, Do I use the term, the, the term scheme on money-making? If we go, if we gonna get out of the mindset, there's nothing wrong with it. Why you, I'm just, I'm kind of messing with you a little bit, Tennis, because I know you. Uh, yeah, why you got to put scheme on it? Go ahead, though. I'm messing with you. Go ahead, Tennis. Oh, well, I, okay, I, I can withdraw that term. But it's like, okay, it's like saying a black, it's like saying a black, black people should give the Republican Party a go 
even though we have seen how this president has treated black and brown people. So you got to make the decision. And I think if Jay-Z had come out and say, do we have to, do we really have to? I say, do we really have to make a decision? I know I'm going to give you, well, I'm about to say you've heard a million times and the listeners have heard a a million times. I, I am of the belief that it can be both. And here's what I'm thinking in my mind, and I'll, and I'll be quiet and not cut you off after I say this. So what I have in mind, That's when fine. I hear you say we have, to make this, we have to make this decision, all I'm thinking to myself is Martin Luther King and A.J. Gaston. I, I couldn't imagine that A.J. Gaston here in the – I think I'm saying – I might be – Herman Russell. I'm sorry, I got it wrong. Herman Russell here in the Atlanta area, um, the role that he played in always bailing them out every time they were taken to jail, which was a whole about 40 times, if not more, that he always bailed them out. I can only imagine that Herman Russell was moving – like what we would say a Jay-Z is moving down. Again, I'm making my, again, it's not even really fair to compare what we're talking about now to those icons and, the, you know, what they did. So it's not a fair comparison, but I see it as we had to have both even for the movement to, to go along. And I've seen that example. The more I learn in history that there were always these other players that were moving differently that that might be ridiculed today, and I'm saying, can we not make room for both ways? And I don't personally – and the last thing I'll say, and I'll let you respond to this. So even when you say business is business, what I'm finding out from my friends who are, in doing, who are doing business for much longer than I have, that that is the perspective they need to have to be most successful in business. And so if I, in a sense, have a child, I don't – if I have a child, that's the perspective I would want my child to have. It is also up to me to keep a level of consciousness of of about an attachment to the community. So I want them to prosper in business, and, and, and reality is every culture competes in business is business. I don't, necess- I don't think that these individuals are saying it as individuals. They're just talking about the rules of the game. You master master them, and then you make a move like a LeBron James. You influence, bring up your cadre to empower the next level. You know, I mean, to think about that analogy, the high schooler that they're gonna say, "Don't go to college. Go get this knowledge." Like that's how you leverage within business is business. Again, that's my thoughts. Uh, go ahead and respond to that. Again, I know I said a lot, but I, I'll give you the floor. Okay. I'm glad you brought up the Ehrman Russell because if you as a business person, you're, 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 you're decided that I'm going to, each time the civil rights activists get into trouble, I'm going to bail that civil rights activist. Guess what? That's just something that's falling up. Other people are seeing that, and the energy that you are putting out there is only going to help you. Look what happened to Herman Russell. Maynard Jackson, when he was mayor, he set aside these, this is what this, this city of Atlanta is going to do. They're going to set aside a certain right. amount of contracts for women Contract. and for mm-hmm. minorities, specifically black and brown people. And guess who benefited from that? Herman Russell. He was one of the biggest benefactors of that policy. So nothing wrong with you going out and, and, and make a business move just as as, uh, as 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 our good friend that I've done, you know, in, in, in basketball. But guess what he did? He brought Rich Paul along, right? And so when you look at the Jay-Zs of the world, you can't point to anyone 
that you can say, you know what, our group of people that JC brought along are a collectivist community that you said, okay, he did this stuff and he has helped to bring people up. So when you become the CEO or when you become the VP or when you become a high up in a, in a company, just to be up there and say, oh, guess what, I'm a black person, look what I've accomplished. If you have not brought anyone up, then you have not really done much, but to yourself, you remain an individualistic person. And that's what we right. got. And that's what and I, mean and I would just say that decision. I would just simply so, say so that, that, minute, that, that he's brought people up. We're just not aware of it. Yeah, we're at the we're not just oh, not aware on. of it. Let me um let me go to let me go to another break, and I will no, still let you stay on. No. I gotta go to a break, okay. and I'll let you stay on. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. Where all I ask is that you think. purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Ephraim's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases, and for sales, his no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Ephraim Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. We forget that Colin's whole thing was to bring attention to social injustice, correct? So uh, in, that, in that case, right, this is a success, right? This is the, the next thing, right? Because there's two parts of protesting. You go outside and you protest, and then the company or the individual say, I hear you. What do we do next, right? So for me, there was, for me, this is, for me it was like action, actionable item. What are we going to do with it? Like everyone heard, and we hear what you're saying, and everybody know I agree with what you're saying. So what are we going to do? You know what I'm saying? So we should millions and millions of people, and or we get stuck on Colin not having a job. If you can provide effective ways to push a conversation forward and help people at the same time, that, I'm really into action. You know, I'm really into, like, real work. I'm not into, like, uh, how it looks. Jay-Z said he did speak with Kaepernick, but he would not talk about a private conversation to the media. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, Jay-Z's deal with the NFL, a step forward, or a slap in Cap's face. I have guest co-host Hillary Winfield on as I have another truth seeker out there, Tennyson. Uh, you hear Jay-Z's words, and again, I just offer that, uh, you know, there may be a circle of people that he's brought up. I'm, I'm about to bring up something controversial that actually backs up your perspective on Jay-Z, actually, but I'll let you finish your thought, um, and I'll go to that cut, and then I, not a cut, but I'll um, tell you, um, Brian Michael Cox has been suggesting that um, this is the, the deal that he's taking is the very same deal that he asked Jermaine Dupree not to take. Um, last year, he's put that out publicly. That video is up on the Mental Dialogue Facebook page, so I'll share that and let you finish your thoughts. And I do have another caller after you. Go ahead, King. Sorry, sorry for the interruption. I definitely want to hear what Hillary has to say about your words as well. 
Um, I mean, I don't know. I think Jay Z is definitely taking advantage of the opportunity, but I don't know. It doesn't rub me too much of the wrong way. Like if it was Stephen A taking advantage of the opportunity, I would have a problem because Stephen A is, you know, generally never saying the right thing. And whereas though Jay Z, you know, does some of the time. But again, Jay Z never like put himself out here like he's, you know, Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or anybody like that. He's an entrepreneur, and that's what he does. So, I mean, you just have to take it for what it is. Whoever it was, even if it was somebody like that, is that's not the solution to the aforementioned problems of systemic white supremacy and also, you know, problems being blackballed. And I don't like that he's trying to paint it that way. Like, Jay-Z is trying to paint it like, oh, this is, I'm about action, and this is, we have to get to the solution. You getting this deal is not the solution. It's fine, but it's just not the solution. So I don't like that that portrayal. I got you. Let me go ahead and get Tennis's last thought. Sorry about that, King. You're back on live. Go ahead. Uh, sure, no problem. And, and, and so once we understand this, this is bigger than Kaepernick. This is not just Kaepernick, and I think that's where we get lost in the, the in, in in the this discussion is that. You now, the NFL is saying to no matter what player, even players that are out there right now, they're saying to them, do not go out there and take the knee. We are going to punish you. And this is where the problem lies. And we still have police brutality. We still have our brothers and sisters getting killed by these white supremacist police officers. So I think for Jay-Z to go and say now what the solution, oh, come on, we, know, we see what the problem is, and we know what the solutions are. But he's not willing to do that. And it's one thing to say, no, can we walk and chew at the same time? Absolutely we can. But we don't see him doing any chewing. All we see him is walking and collecting money. And that's where a lot of problem, people have problems with this deal. Uh, fair enough, King. Appreciate your thoughts. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling in. We got some more callers out there, so I'm going to get to them as well. But appreciate your thoughts this morning, King. Uh, thank you. See who else we got out here? Yeah, thank you. Let's see if, uh, all right, let's go to these thoughts right here. 817, last three, 691. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Hey, what's up, man? This is Mickey Dowd out of Arlington, Texas. Um, quick points. Um, I, the last brother just had on, very sharp. Love what he said, but I don't necessarily agree that we need to be in this mindset that we have to choose. Um, and I don't want to misquote him, but choose one side or the other. I think that uh, they don't have to be mutually mutually exclusive. Um, I think we won't necessarily know the impact or what Jay-Z's motives fully are and what the results are going to be until we get the results. So I think time is going to tell us a lot. Um, I think it's definitely a misnomer to say that Jay-Z hasn't done anything to bring any other people. He owns so many companies. Um, he's a billionaire for a reason, and he's employed a lot of people of color in that process. Uh, just how many lives he's changed. It just, I think some research needs to be done on that to, to, to recalibrate mm-hmm. that perspective. Um, and I just think, um, I, I think that this is a productive discussion, but I just, I, I just took, I didn't take issue with it, but it just, it, it touched me in a way that I want to just comment on it. That I think what we, instead of saying we have to choose a side, I think what we have to stop doing is trying to force the narrative or the construct under which problems are resolved or progress is made. And I think, Hopefully that I, I want to give Jay Z the benefit of the doubt since many people may resolve to the to the notion that he hasn't done much for 
people of color, mm-hmm. uh, maybe this is if anybody has the ability to um, to go to coexist on both sides, if you will, and make this thing work. I think he has the smarts, the resources, and the influence to do so. So I say let's just give him a benefit of the doubt and let's see how this thing works out. Yeah, let me say this while I got you. Uh, you know, that's no, that's good. That's good stuff, and I'll let Henry respond as well. Um, you know, the one thing me is, I'll, you know, I'll make it clear. I'm a huge Jay Z fan, so that you know, that that's probably influencing some of some of my thoughts. But but I, I like studying successful people. He's not the only one that I study, but in studying him, and one thing about Jay Z, and part of the reason he's become the icon that he's become is to a certain extent. He's kind of always revealed who he was relatively through his music. You know what I mean? He's obviously become a, a much more public figure than even in his beginnings. Uh, you know, when when it may have been just about the money, if 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 you will. Uh, but he's always kind of been a straightforward. And what happens is whether people agree with that is probably the people that disagree with that because they don't like him. But the reality is the reason he's become such an icon within hip hop is the, the the semblance of truth to a certain extent that he's kind of carried and there's been a level of integrity that a lot of people would disagree with. But for those who do follow him, we see that integrity. And so he told us a long time ago, I don't know if you remember this, Nick, or if you followed his music to that extent, but he told us a long time ago that ultimately when he does for people, he does not like to make it known. Like that's ultimately, you know, how he moves, you know, in a sense, but obviously when he's moving with reform, he makes that known because it pushes the issue bigger. So when he's helped someone or whatever, he's, and he still never is the one to say, I helped so-and-so's legal case. It's the people surrounding him that leaked that or whatever. Some people say, well, that's intentional and not intentional, but for the most part, he's always said, I don't like making it known. So that's just something to well, throw yeah, out but there he, but he, it, those who don't know that about him. He takes bold positions on, on when he's been challenged on this before. There was a um, um, I think it was a judge or a politician that challenged him and said, why didn't he go and 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 uh, buy Marcy Projects and fix it up? And he's like, what? Yeah, buy Marcy it. Projects ain't going to fix Marcy Projects. You, I mean, we got to talk about the mindset of the people there, the education, the opportunity, so on and so forth. So, again, I think the, the, the main point I want to, to, to really underscore is the fact that there isn't one way to success. We need that diversity and thought and approach to ultimately achieve that goal. Um, whether you, you know, I, you keep saying you don't want to compare it to the civil rights movement. I'm with you on that, but just look at that as an example. There were a lot of ways to get that done, and it, as, as a collective, you, you hope that there's a synergy that that results in 50 years later, many of us have opportunities that we wouldn't have in the prior 50 years. You know what I mean? And we're still not there yet. Right. Don't get me wrong, but right. my point is, um, he's a he's a brother of intelligence, power, influence. And yes, I think he can go drop five hundred five hundred million dollars on the Jets and still work his way into that that world to have even that much more influence. And we don't really know the magnitude of the impact he'll have um, until you know we give it some time to manifest. Yeah, um, Hillary, any thoughts on what um, Nikki had to say after that? Thank you, thank you, Keith, for calling in. I still I may keep you on. Just we got time. Go ahead, Hillary. No, no problem. Uh, I mean, again, I'll say I don't have a problem with Jay-Z making money off the deal or whatever. That's that's fine. And I agree, we do not have to choose one or the other. It can be two wholly different things, and I think that's what this is, and so I don't really have a problem with it. No, fair enough, and that's and that's and I, I think that's where I agree with the sentiment. I think the big, I think this is your main point 
Mickey, if, I, if you will, and this is something that I think I'll continuously push, is that diversity of how to get there uh, and, and to be less judgmental of what that's like. And that's not to say that there are not examples of how not to move. Um, Hillary, I know you're real big on, you know, this concept of what's not being on code per se, you know, per se or whatever. And I think there are some things that, you know, we do have some real-life examples where you should say to your kids, okay, if you, this is not a good way to move in the sense of the advancement of for whatever attachment you want to have um, to your people. I think that is something that you can teach or should teach your children. But I would like to see us, and I think this is what Mickey is saying, be less judgmental of different mm-hmm. ways of how to move because I think they all go hand in hand. And I, I think the best point you made, Mickey, and I'll you know give you one last thought and let you go, was that that a lot that that, that the results are long term, and it wasn't a mm-hmm. one thing that led to the results that, like you say, that we're living out now based on what our ancestors did for us 50, 60, 100 years ago. We're living it out now, and it wasn't one way. Um, last thought from you, Mickey, and I'll let you go. No, I just I think you summed it up perfectly. I just uh, let, let's just keep let's, let's let's challenge ourselves to keep our minds open to those other thoughts, and maybe it can make our approach even that much better. Um, and that's really all I have. But I appreciate the opportunity to speak, and um, thank you. Right, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell, also well, agree that I'm willing to see, like you know, time will tell. I'm willing to give Jay Z the benefit of the doubt and wait to see the results of what will happen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm willing to go with the caller on that point. No, absolutely. Let me go to our last break, and we'll see if there's any other callers that want to get in. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think we'll be right back. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways. Every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. If you have a service or a product that you would like to get out to the smartest audience in all of radio, yes, please contact me directly at 404. 404- Six zero four nine four seven seven, or if you follow us on Facebook, and you should, you can inbox me at Mental Dialogue or Instagram Mental underscore Dialogue. Please inbox me and let's keep it going. Definitely appreciate Square Business Entertainment coming back to us. We have our longtime sponsor, Money Money, Money Motivation, uh, B Champs, as well as Ephraim Abdulu. Um, EXP reality. So we definitely appreciate their support. You as an individual, we do still need your support to keep intelligent radio on the air. So please consider going to mentaldialogue.com as you heard in the ad and becoming a supporter if you're outside of the Atlanta area. Go and sign up for the supporter level. If you're in Atlanta, we do have an amazing events that we that we do here. We did do our first event out of town. Just to highlight that real quick, on August 10th, I was able to take the Mental Dialogue Live experience. Some of you have heard us talk about that experience that we do here live in Atlanta once a month. I was able to take it out of town and we had some success uh, with our sponsor, Cooperate. Our upcoming one 
is August 23rd, the Mr. Dialogue Live Experience. It's the return of the Soapbox Dialogue. So if you are in the Atlanta area or so happen to come to Atlanta uh, next weekend, please come check us out next Friday at Urban Grind, a black-owned coffee shop here in Atlanta where we will bring in some of Atlanta's top intellectuals to get on their soapboxes, and you, the crowd, will get to go back and forth with them, and we'll select a champion for the night. So it's a pretty cool event. Definitely wanted to shout that out. And definitely want to shout out our first one out of town that was a success um, back where I'm from in Belton. Well, I'm from Honeyer Pass, South Carolina. We did the event in Belton, which is the next town over. And so definitely want to shout that out for any of my South Carolina listeners that were able to attend our first live experience out of town. Back to this morning's discussion. Jay-Z's deal with the NFL, a step forward or a slap in Cap's face. We do have a little time if you're still trying to get in on this conversation. Like some of our callers, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. You do have to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. Um, Some people listen via the phone, 646-787-1691. So in answering the question directly, obviously we've given all of our own opinions and where we stand with this whole thing, Jay-Z's deal with the NFL, a step forward or a slap in Cap's face. I I think I want to be respectful of the fact that Kaepernick, at least based on what we can tell, um, he and Eric Reed jumped on Twitter to express um, their displeasure with this move by Jay-Z. I, I, I want to fully respect that, uh, for at least from, you know, hopefully maybe behind closed they can get that worked out. Or as we heard on the earlier cut, Jay-Z didn't want to reveal what that conversation, you know, was public, and I do respect that. They, obviously, we can guesstimate that it was Cap saying, you know, hey, not cool or whatever, or maybe, you know, we just make an assumption there. Um, but with that said, um, if Cap feels like it's a slap in the face, I think I have to personally respect that. Um, I do. I will go as far as to go a, a possible step forward, but I think what we just said, the wait and see mode, mode is the fairest response versus, as Michael mentioned earlier, the, you know, the idea of hot take. We're obviously in that world, the, the soundbite world, and so people jump to you know, make their opinions known very quickly in the soundbite world just to get the hits. And so it does, in my opinion, puts our puts the thought process that maybe collectively we could or should have, it puts it at risk because maybe you're following someone's really just an attempt to get you to click on a, you know what I mean, the clickbait per se, just to get out there. And so they haven't researched it in some cases. I'm not saying who has it, who hasn't. Again, I'm a, I'm a fan of Jamil Hill, so I'm not saying she did that. I'm not referencing her in particular. But there were a lot of hot takes that I agree with any, if, if anything with what Michael said, our first caller this morning, in the sense of um, just jumping to these vitriol responses without making a critical thinking process decision on where you stand. You know, getting on social media quickly, in in my opinion, is definitely not a way to move the media, move the needle, if you will. And I'm not unrealistic in the sense that that's always going to happen. You're always going to have people doing it. But I think it's always imperative that we at least speak to of taking better approaches and how it might help us as a collective. Any thoughts on, you know, just that in general, um, Hillary, in reference to this morning's discussion question? Um, I mean, I don't think it's either a slap in the face or a step forward. I mean, for us collectively, mm-hmm. a step forward for Jay Z, you know, good for him. 
uh, if Kaepernick thinks it's a slap in the face, you know, then I respect that's his opinions on it. They, you know, have may have, you know, more going on in their relationship than I'm privy to or anyone else is privy to where he might think, you know, Jay-Z, you know, put him some more stuff or, you know, or he has certain expectations. I don't know what those are, um, but I respect that that's how he feels about it. But I don't personally think, you know, he did this to be a slap of the face to Kaepernick. I mean, for all we know, he could be trying to get in there and get Kaepernick a tryout or something. I don't know. I hope that's the case, <laughs> you know, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not holding my breath. Because that's what it's going to take for you to watch again. I feel you, Queen. <laughs> that's the only way I will watch again. They have to do right by Kaepernick. And until they do that, I'm not watching anything. I don't care who they put up there. Um but, well, they ain't looking know, good for you, Queen. I've got to be real with you because here's another aspect. The, fun, the longer he stays out, the less of a chance he's going to get a shot. And he is, a, you know, he's he's not a, a, well, see, a early 20-year-old quarterback. So you may not yeah, get to watch I mean, again if, to... if you were a fan. I don't know if you were. Maybe you've gotten used to not liking it. But I don't know if you're ever going to get to watch again, Queen. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, then that, just, it'll just be that I'll never watch again. But, I mean, that, they kind of tried to do that to Muhammad Ali, like just wait him out, like, yo, you're not in your prime anymore. But on Collins Kaepernick, like last week or the week before that, he put up, you know, like how many days he had been without work, and he's still training every day. So he's ready to go. And, frankly, a quarterback can play into, the, like, their 40. So he's got plenty of time, you know, to play at his position. It's not like he's a running back, you know, and then, you know, pretty much be over. So, see, um, see. you know, they can give him an opportunity. He still has plenty of uh, excellent playing years left. But until they do right by him, I mean, it's just that he doesn't want to play anymore then they got to still do right by him and what he wants to do. But he wants to play. Well, he, this, 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 he can play, so they need to let him play or do whatever. They need to just make it right by well, him. Well, how about this? How about this? It's collecting an undisclosed amount that made him finally pipe down, not some version of doing, I ain't going to say right, but the fact that he piped down, because you know we didn't say we didn't say anything about this, and we don't have a lot of time left. But you know, I think Michael was the first one to kind of bring it up, and I, I I never said this, but I'll say this: I again, I don't like telling people how to make their money or spend their money. I think that's a bad habit that we have in our community where we will tell those who with money, tell them how they should sacrifice their money when we mm-hmm. ourselves often are not willing to sacrifice, make simple, small sacrifices in, in reverence to whatever cause we're supposedly are complaining about. So because of that, I didn't publicly say uh, that I wasn't a fan of the settlement, again, based on how he moved. That that settlement mm-hmm. somewhat proved, proved – that settlement kind of – I should say prove anything, but that settlement, it, I was taken aback by it because – the fact that he that it was going that far, it almost seemed like he had the, the, the quote the NFL by the balls. The fact that it got that far <laughs> and to not move forward, I was definitely wishing that he moved forward. I, again, I wasn't clamoring for, clamoring for it publicly, but inside I was a little hurt. And so again, I know I've said a lot, but I'm just gotta say, hey, he's doing okay, even though he's not playing because it was enough for him to not move forward with that day. Again, I think the NFL was surprised it got that far. That's when they were ready mm-hmm. to settle. Any thoughts on that, Queen? I mean, I don't have a problem with him making a settlement because, again, they were making a settlement on the employment issue of them blackballing him, which is what they did. So that, but he, is, he hasn't backed down off his social justice work, 
but he's still doing right, right. that. And yeah, this absolutely. was another a whole separate issue. Like you blackballed me, and I suffered financially. So you need to, you know, um, do some recompense for the fact that I was financially mm-hmm. damaged by your actions. So that's a whole separate thing outside of the social justice stuff. As far as I know, he's still involved in. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely but, is. Absolutely is. Absolutely. Yeah, but they need to, because they even said this thing with Jay Z isn't an admission, you know, of anything. No, you need to make some admissions because. You are racist. Mm-hmm. Your organization is racist. The way your owners talk sounds like a slave plantation. You need to do something about that, too. Like, you need to make some admissions, or you need to make some positive steps to correct this and banish it from your organization. But, no, they need to be right by cat, which does involve admissions, um, letting him play or whatever it is he wants to do, and whatever he decides is right for him, like, I'm fine with that. Uh, but no, they need to to make it right for real. This thing is not making. It right, they got they got Jay they got Jay Z signed now. They good. They ain't for to give no admission <laughs> to nothing. See, I think that's gonna blow up in their face. Like they think, oh, I'm gonna just go get a black face. I'm kind of messing around. Okay. But I think it's gonna that that's not gonna pan out that way because especially if Jay Z keeps talking like, oh, this is the solution. Like, no, dude, this is not the solution. And if y'all think that's what it is, y'all go let me Let me me, me say this real quick. Let me say this. He says this is an action. I don't think he calls it a solution. And I think I I agree with his verbiage. I agree with his verbiage of action. Had he said solution, I think I would agree with you. But the action does not solve the problem. So you're just doing something. Okay, let me Okay, let me ask, let me ask you this real quick. And it's not, you, you haven't said this, but one of the other callers said this, and I just want to get a perspective on it. Um, and you know, as Eric Regan Kaepernick said, the initial action wasn't at the NFL or whatever. And so, so there's nothing in relation to whether Jay Z's doing business or not doing business with the NFL, whether they're blackballing or not blackballing Colin Kaepernick. Again, the the goal in his role was to bring the attention, and I'm kind of trying to single it down yeah. to that to say, when you say a solution, like even Kaepernick didn't expect it, you know, what him what him doing to be a solution as much as he wanted to, you know, on national TV with the most eyes watching, bring attention to the fact that this is still happening in our country. And so, in my yeah. eyes, I do see he got the attention. I, I, this is where I agree with Jay. Got the attention. And so what? what's next? So Jay says, well, in my entertainment industry, which I have a lot of leverage in, and the NFL is wanting this, I'm going to make a deal with them and push their change in this, whatever they call it, the change initiative or something it is called. It was already that's something that they were offering anyway as a part of, as a, you know, it happened because of the PR result. So I'm saying Kaepernick Nealon mm-hmm. even got the owners to cough up to $89 million. And again, I'm not saying $89 million is a solution, um, but I'm just pointing out that he wasn't even after the NFL to help with the initiative, and yet because of his move, his bold move, they're forking up money and making this initiative with someone, as someone of our callers said earlier, putting someone inside the room because how many times have all of these decisions have been made without us being in the room? I got, we got a minute and a half. I'm going to give you the last thought for the, for the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, so Jay-Z is he, – Okay, you could be in the room, but he don't have no power in the room because they already said he's not making managerial decisions or anything like that. And part of that is because he also owns the agency, so he can't be, you know, making um, any kind of uh, personnel decisions. 
so you're just there, and that's fine. But that's all that is, is just you there making, um, you know, entertainment decisions and saying where they're going to put their money for the uh, philanthropic work they have to do. And even Colin has said, like, he has said after that season where he kneeled, he was like, he said he wasn't going to kneel anymore because the purpose of him kneeling was to bring attention and that he had already accomplished that, so it wasn't any need to keep doing the same thing. He moved on to something else. And so that's fine, but the deal with Jay-Z does not fix the problem they have surrounding Kaepernick, which is still a problem. And if they think it is going to fix it and they're just going to put a black face, then that's going to be solve the problem because, honest, okay, fine, that has worked in the past, but we are not in that space anymore. So I think if that's what they're going to be doing, that's going to blow up in their face. So now you just paid Jay-Z a whole Fair bunch enough. of money. We're at, to, the, we're at the end of our time, Queen, but problem. I thank you so much. Yeah, for do, for doing okay, this conversation with me. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for coming on with us. We'll have you on in the future. We'll see y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think. <laughs>